In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be comfortable. Good morning. My friends, in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, you know, the, the, on the far left-hand side of the Bible, in the first verse of the first chapter of this first book of the Bible, at the very beginning it says, in the beginning God created. And then also in today's gospel reading, for Mark, the first of the Gospels to be written, Mark starts the first verse of his first chapter with a similar proclamation, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God is all about beginnings. God is constantly creating, and so are we. I'm reminded of an Advent meditation Bishop Thompson wrote, always we begin again. And it's true, even now. Yesterday, here in St. Augustine's, we commended Holly Bordelon to God's eternal loving care. We committed her body to its resting place in the memorial garden. And today, we welcome Allie Bowman into the household of God through baptism in that same font back there where so many people have begun their life in Christ. We join with God in creating new things, new beginnings, even in the face of endings, even and especially today. Now, you probably came here expecting an ending, and that's understandable. It is my last Sunday as rector of St. Augustine's. It is time to say goodbye, or as Wilmoth Allen reminded me, and he said, in our culture, we don't say goodbye, we say see you later, or hasta luego. But before we say see you later, let me first say thank you. Thank you for the privilege and joy of being your priest all these years. And thank you for shaping me into the priest that I am, the person I am, and for the love that you have shared so beautifully and generously with me and Shannon and my family, with Emily and Gus, my mom and dad. And thanks be to God for these 14 and a half years of sharing our lives and our laughter, our sorrows and our suppers, our births and our burials, our hopes and our life happenings, our prayers and our pains, sometimes our opinions and our pardons, our time our talents, our treasure. 
I can remember standing in this aisle back in the dark days of my divorce and wondering if you would accept me and respect me still. And I stood there feeling so inadequate and vulnerable and scared and broken. And you love me back to life. And I remember four years later, standing in the same aisle, but this time with Shannon on our wedding day. And I remember you pouring out of the pews and laying your hands on us and giving us your blessing. This is the power of the love of Christ lived out in community. The power and the possibility of love lived out in the community. We have offered it all as best as we could, you and me. And God has done the rest, doing what God always does, creating, making things new. Thanks be to God for it all. And thanks to you all. Just think, walk with me if you would, to think about all that God has done through us. So many baptisms and weddings. Thank you, Allie and Brandon, for just one more. Dory and Brandon. So many confirmations and receptions. And speaking of those bishop visits, think about those receptions. Legendary. Potlucks, Christmas teas, Kentucky Derby parties, concerts in the courtyard, movies in the parking lot, raucous break bread together dinners, men's club meetings, and fantasy football drafts, pumpkin paloozas. John, thank you. Chuck, thank you. All you who baked all those cakes for the cakewalk. Thank you. What about the pumpkin unloadings? Don't you wish we could do that every month? <laughs> the hot dogs, the chili, lobster fundraisers for casa, crawfish boils for the heck of it, fish fries too. We lamented the loss of donuts. And we celebrated the first Sunday of, month, of each month with a big breakfast. And I know some of you only showed up on the first Sunday of the month. I noticed. But all of that food and fellowship did more than just feed our bodies. The gathering of the community fed our souls and fortified us for the work God called us to do. Feeding cancer patients at Hope Lodge. Tutoring students from Bissonnet Plaza Elementary School. Gathering food and funds for Second Harvest. Passing out food bags to whoever happened into the gates of the courtyard. Collecting coats for people left out in the cold. Through the leadership of Deacon Hackett, we cultivated Casa volunteers and Angola prison ministers. More recently, Susan Scotton, our parish health minister has strengthened our care for the sick and the homebound. Being there 
with one another in good times has equipped us to be there for one another and our neighbors in difficult times. And not just our immediate neighbors. Think about the way that God has worked through and is still working through this evolving partnership with the Church of the Holy Spirit and bilingual school in Tela Honduras. This relationship, which was founded on this understanding that we all have something to, to offer and something to learn, has enriched both of our respective congregations. Think about it. Their faith and generosity has inspired all, including me, all those who have encountered the indomitable spirit of Mother Olga and the people of Honduras. Ten students, ten, have now become part of our congregation and leaven for the loaf of St. Martin's School. Thank you, Amy and Patrick Goodman, for opening your home and your hearts wide to these students and their families. Thank you to all who have given rides, dental care, encouragement, love, and support to these kids. These students have changed us, and we are changing their chances in life. Because this deepened awareness of and appreciation for the plight of our Central American neighbors has opened our eyes to the Spanish-speaking neighbors closer to home. No wonder God sent Benjamin Sanchez and Paula Belanger here. And in doing so, we have begun offering the only non-Roman Catholic Spanish language Eucharist in our diocese. St. Augustine's, you've done that. Only the second one in the entire state of Louisiana. Because God is always beginning things. Lives have been transformed and made new here at St. Augustine's. It continues through the renewing of our minds and spirits through ongoing formation opportunities like EFM and Renovare, the weekly, uh, the Tuesday Bible study, the book club, the study groups, those countless Lenten programs and special events. Think about it. We've gone to mosques and synagogues, the Holy Land and England. Some of you were brave enough to go to stewardship workshops <laughs> on a Saturday. Catherine Coates and our Sunday school teachers and nursery workers continue to love our kids and teach them the faith. Your willingness to learn and grow has inspired me, reminded me, opened me to this God who is always creating new possibilities. I remember the first lunch I had with Ralph Bird. Y'all remember Father Bird? Father Bird was my, my predecessor here. I had been here just long enough for the, the, the confident bravado of the new rector to have worn off, replaced by the awesome responsibilities of being the rector. And I promised Father Bird at that lunch that I wouldn't mess things up. He responded, this will sound familiar to those of you who knew Father Ralph. He said something like, you'd better not. <laughs> right? 
and Edgar Walker and Tony Gregorio and Fred Smith and Don Muller and countless other faithful stewards have helped me keep that promise. The St. Augustine's Endowment Fund has grown thanks to their foresight and the generosity of Matt and Kay Siebel. Think about it. Jimmy Scotton, God bless that man. The day before Thanksgiving, he was here again, alone, unheralded, fixing something else on this campus. He's kept it well-maintained and efficiently run. Dottie Suffin is our chancellor. She has our back in all things legal and is also bringing the youth of our congregation. Doesn't she do a great job of coaching y'all, motivating y'all? Marina Gregorio, as treasurer, is making sure we continue to be good stewards of your pledges and what you've entrusted to St. Augustine's. Oh, and speaking of stewardship, <laughs> I'm going to take the opportunity to throw in two blunt reminders. Number one, don't count this. This isn't part of the sermon. Number one, you need to give systematically and sacrificially in order to maintain a holy relationship with money. Number two, you need to support the ministries of your church. You do. Because that's the point of this whole litany here. St. Augustine's is your church. Someone sent me an email this week thanking me for allowing them to be a part of my church. And I quickly responded because I knew it was well-intentioned and I appreciated it. But I wrote back saying, no, thank you for letting me be a part of your church. St. Augustine's has always been your church. I've only had the pleasure and privilege and divine good fortune to serve as your priest until today. Today, that relationship changes. After today, St. Augustine's is still your church, but I will no longer be your rector, no longer be your priest. But remember, as we proclaim at every funeral Eucharist, life is changed, not ended. Remember that? Life is changed, not ended. I'll turn in my keys. I'll leave the office. I won't be here to baptize your children, except for you, Allie, or even bury your loved ones. My relationship with you will change, but it won't end. I won't be your priest anymore, but I'll always be your friend. As we have seen in Jesus' death and resurrection, the love of God transform and transcends all life. Love never ends. Our life together is changing, but it's not ending. Because the God revealed in Jesus Christ, the God we give our heart to, the God we stake our life on, is always about beginnings. 
even when things may look like an end, there's God once again creating, making things, making all things new. My friends, I have loved being your priest. I've watched some of you grow up. I've watched some of us grow old. I love you all. And I am profoundly grateful for the blessing of being able to share this part of the journey with you. And now the same God who called me to your wonderful church will call someone else to your wonderful church. Take good care of each other and your church. Keep doing this work that God has given you to do. You know how to do this because you're the ones who have been doing it all along. This is not the end. This is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, embodied and enacted by the people of St. Augustine's Episcopal Church. Thanks be to God.